Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. This is Eugenia and Toya, and welcome to Woke Doctor Who. Welcome back. Yes. So today we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic in a time travel show, which mm-hmm. is age. Yes. And so we are going to be discussing this from the perspective of everyone that we see age or weight mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Um, which, when we started thinking back through it, was a lot. Yeah. 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 And so one of the things where um, that's so funny about this is that in a show like this, age could be meaningless. Yes. And we see in a lot of ways, especially with the doctor, age uh, and any time lord, age is meaningless. Mm. Except when it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think that's that's what, uh, you know, got us really thinking about this because we live in a society that values youth. Yes. Um, and so what does it mean when we see people age on the show given who it is they are? Mm-hmm. Do women age? Like, does a woman, women? Does a woman. Does a woman. Does a woman. Do women aging seem different in the show than men aging? Like, wh- what are, what is this? What all, yeah. what is all this? Yeah. Um, and as Eugenia said, why, why should age be a thing with somebody, somebody? Yeah, I guess somebody, somebody, um, <laughs> who can go all throughout all of time and space and is impossibly old. And yet, um, of course, the human beings who are, who are involved with the doctor have a much different experience as far as aging is concerned than he does. It feels weird to say he, than he does um, when the doctor is currently being played by Jody. Uh, we currently have a she doctor. However, yes. a lot of what we're going to be discussing today, most of what we're going to be discussing today um, is about our past doctors. And so when you hear us referring to the doctor as he, it is because we are talking about the previous doctors yes. who are not yet our very illustrious lady doctor. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) right. So let's kind of jump in um, and we can start with, I think, our first segment. Yes. Which we call Don't Don't Blink. Blink. So in Don't Blink, we kind of talk about the appearances of things. What are we supposed to take from the way uh, the characters show up um, and what we can observe of them? So let's kind of think through... Some of the folks who aged in uh, various episodes, various iterations of Doctor Who. And let's start with Amy Pond. Yes. So Amy, um, one of the the whole, our whole name of this episode is actually based on the episode mm. in which she ages. And mm-hmm. that is the plot of the episode. Yes. Is Amy aging. Yep. Which is the episode, The Girl Who Waited. Yes. Um, and so in this episode, she, they end up on uh, some sort of 
I don't remember if it was a planet or a spaceship. It was a planet, yeah. but it was like a like a facility. Yes, um, in which she gets trapped in a different time yes. than Rory and the Doctor, mm-hmm. and they're going through all of these rooms trying to find her. Yes. Going through all this this whole facility trying to find her, and in the meantime, she has both aged mm-hmm. and not aged. Yes, um, and so it's a really interesting episode. Uh, it's a really interesting thing to sort of couch our conversation around. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, like, how did you take a whole, like, like this whole concept of women aging and make it into the whole episode? Like, yeah. this is the whole point of the episode. Um, and so within this episode, we see um, the Amy who gets trapped and is aging grow very, very bitter. Yes. Um, and that's something that, um, you know, we associate with women who age. Yes. Um, is bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we live in a society that thinks that when you are a woman that is alone and aging mm-hmm. or growing older, because like we all do. Right. And once you've reached a certain age, the thing that must come with you is the bitterness. Yes. Yeah. And not only the, well, yeah, the bitterness and the bitterness is a lot of times from this like extreme longing to be young Mm -hmm. or feeling like you've lost something because you're no longer young. Um, and so there was, there was that feeling from Amy, particularly upon, you know, the, the reunion when they all get back together and her seeing that she is visibly 20, 25 years older or however it was, you know, however long she was supposed to have waited for these guys. Um, while the doctor and Rory, you know, her love interest mm-hmm. is clearly still the same young man that he was. And so there is this, women who have gotten older have lost something, you know? And so they have to feel angry and pitiful about being older Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to younger women. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like they sort of made kind of plot armor for that concept because, you know, she was away for however many years, at least 30 years from her loved ones. Yes. That's very difficult. She thought they'd left her. Like, of course there would be bitterness. But because this is something that is so prevalent in the way we think about older women, like it's kind of tough to really sort of separate that out from, you know, like, I know the impact would have been very different if, okay, clearly the impact would have been kind of nil if it was the doctor. Yes. And then the impact if it was Rory would be different because he was less, I mean, we love Rory, but he was yeah. less important to the doctor than yes. Amy was. Yes. So this, you know, with the people we we're working with, like, of course it had to be Amy for it to be a, a whole episode, you know? Yeah. But it just, it jibes so much with this terrible stereotype that I'm just sort of like, mm, I kind of wish that you hadn't done that, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah. just. It does. It, it shows older women as crotchety old bags, right. basically, you know? Right. Um, spinsters as people who are, um, lonely and angry. Right about it and so yeah it does play into that stereotype very much and then even at the end of it there had to be a decision made a sacrifice yeah Yeah. a sacrifice and a decision made as to which amy are we going to bring with us yeah and so you are now pitting you know two women against each other yeah because you know oh an amy that has not experienced this yet and this amy are two different people yes and so like you are now putting pitting pitting two 
women against each other, one young, one old, and saying, we have to pick one. And of course, and, the old one loses. Right. Of, of course. course, she loses. <laughs> and before she can lose, she decides to sacrifice yep. herself. Yes. Like, Ugh. It's so uh, it's such a great episode. Yeah, it's it really so is a good episode. Well but that, but oh, it makes me so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, that part of it is so that's it's so it's so hard, and it and it's hard because when it happens to her counterpart, mm-hmm. right? When Rory gets older, and not just twenty or thirty years right. older, but like what two thousand yeah. years older or something right. like ridiculously older, he does not have the same experience, right? You know, he doesn't have the comeback, coming back bitter and angry and mad at the entire world. He doesn't look any older. Right. Like, he doesn't have the experience of having to deal with the effects of aging. Right, because when he is the last centurion and, yeah, he doesn't physically age. At all. Yeah. Nope. So how weird is that? Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) like we do later on do see see him him age and that in and of itself is such a tiny little glimpse. And of course, it's already towards the end. And so we never really face what that means. For Rory. Yes. And, and in that episode, Amy pretty much sacrifices herself to have her youth with Rory again, you right. know, to be able to go back and live right. out a in life with Rory. And, yeah. The angels take Manhattan. Right? Yes, yeah. yes, which, you know, I've said it before, but that is my daughter's least favorite episode ever. She is still very convinced yes. that they died. And it's one of your favorites. It's my it? favorite. Yeah. Like, it's like my favorite <laughs> and her least favorite. I just thought it was so beautifully done and heartbreaking and i like i find the beauty in like things that are so heartbreakingly sad and both like it was so heartbreakingly sad and yet both joyfully beautiful because there it was so romantic to me you know the i will just go into the past i want to be with this man for the rest of my life like this is my life partner um especially because amy had struggled between you know her love and desire to be with the doctor and also her love and desire to be with her husband Mm -hmm. and so in the end for her to be like oh like of course i would choose my like there's no there's not any question for me right and it's almost kind of like the romance the decision (laughs) that rory made uh when they were in the girl who waited because rory was the one that was not going to let old amy stay there yeah um and so it's almost like she made the same choice choice. which i think is so great that they they wrote that in like Uh, if you remember those two episodes that they both made the choice for each other you guys But we'll get to talk about them much more um, during this episode. Yes. So, all right. Let. Yeah. Yeah. So the next. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about uh, the next instance of aging, talking about the doctor himself, right? Right. And so there is Capaldi's version, so twelve versus ten and Mm eleven. So. Well, I guess 9, 10, and 11, actually, but Not, 10 yeah, and 11 and, particularly. And the War Doctor, too. Right, right. Um, but particularly 10 and 11 because um, they went young, mm-hmm. quote unquote, with the Doctor. Um, 10 was clearly younger than, in appearance, you guys, mm-hmm. younger in appearance than 9, although I didn't think Christopher Eccleston was, like, old looking or anything. But... David Tennant was supposed to have some sex appeal, some mm-hmm. swagger, be a little bit younger reading for the audience mm-hmm. so that they could pair him up with Rose, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then Matt Smith was clearly significantly younger, the youngest actor who had ever portrayed the doctor and so forth. And so they went from the young, physically attractive, kind of debonair, romantic version of the doctor to a significantly older, gray-haired, crotchety, grumpy version of the doctor. And, And I remember when Capaldi was announced how... There was kind of a backlash there about that. There was a massive yeah, backlash. Yeah, about the, the doctor being visibly older. Right. And I think that that is, it's something that we've always expected from the show, right? Yeah. Or those of us that have been watching the show for a long time had always expected, because we know that the first doctor was yeah, the oldest very one old. out of all yeah, of them. Yeah. And so it was very interesting to see this backlash um, because the doctor had continually gotten like visually younger because I actually yep. don't know if Tennant was younger or older than Eccleston but he um, looked younger yeah, he read younger much yeah. younger and then we get an even younger and then to yeah, I go, think Matt Smith was what 27 yeah, or something I think something like yeah. that and so to go to a much older doctor yeah. what does that mean you know yeah. and especially because he had uh, as you as usual a young girl companion too yeah um, attractive young girl companion and so um, it was very, I, I, luckily, I, I did not, because I think I would have just gotten mad because I love Peter Capaldi so much yeah. and even did before he, um, ended up on the show. But I would have gotten pissed off if I'd been in like Whovian spaces at that point yeah. where there was actually backlash at like his age. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think, for me, I'd been waiting to see that again because for me, I was just uncomfortable with the idea of um, the doctor, um, like having to jazz up the doctor continuously, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. just sort of being doctor's like... Doctor's heartthrob. Yeah, yeah, doctor's heartthrob is never in a, a dynamic that's really appealed to me. And I could see that much of the um, backlash would have been that, like so yeah. used to seeing the doctor as heartthrob. Yeah. And you know what? This is going to sound like a weird analogy. But it felt very much like RuPaul's Drag Race. And let me tell you why. (laughs) She is laughing at me because we did not talk about this in our (laughs) pre-recording chat that we have every time. But let me tell you why. So I'm a person who has seen every single episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, (laughs) as is my daughter. And I think it started when she was like four or five. But anyway, so I've seen every single episode from the very beginning. The very first episode, the very first season when they were on Logo, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it was a small show that was really pointed at gay people, particularly gay men. Like, mm-hmm. that was the point. That was the audience of the show, right? It was on a network totally about gay people. And it was a drag queen show totally for gay men. And everything about it read that way, mm-hmm. right? Then there became a massive difference when RuPaul's Drag Race moved from Logo, the gay channel, to VH1. Oh. And all of a sudden, straight people and particularly young straight women started watching the show. Hmm. The show changed. It changed because it changed to fit the demographic of the audience, right? And so they brought on much younger queens, mm-hmm. different styles of drag, and drag queens who have lots of social media engagement. Mm. So lots of Instagram queens and so forth, uh-huh. right? And those young folks who really have no concept of drag 
or the culture outside of this game show mm-hmm. have gotten very loud and vehement about what drag should and should not be. This is one of the things I know just because I happen to participate in like the message boards and all that kind of stuff about about drag race because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, one of the fans, right? I'm <laughs> among the fandom. Um, and so it is always very interesting to me to see what they clamor for. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the lack of understanding about drag history and how wide and expansive drag is. Like, it becomes very much, if you're not pretty, then you're not a great drag queen. If you're not passable, you're not a great drag queen, et cetera, et cetera, right? Older drag queens are vilified. Hmm. Drag queens of color are vilified. Fat drag queens are vilified. Hmm. Okay. The reason why that translates in my head, right, is because for people who are either classic coup viewers, Mm -hmm. like... Eugenia, who have known since the very beginning, the doctor was a very old actor in mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, and as he has gotten older chronologically, the actors have gotten younger. Yeah. Um, or to me, who, even though I didn't watch classic, who I had, a di- I have a different understanding of what the doctor should be mm-hmm. because why in the world would we expect somebody who's 2000 plus years old to look 25? Like, so I have a different concept of what that should be, but there is a whole wave of Whovians whose concept of the doctor is David Tennant and Matt Smith. Right. Mm -hmm. And date like 10 and Rose and Matt, like 11 and Clara. Right. So that's their version of who the doctor and the companion should be. Mm-hmm. It should be a young looking, physically attractive man mm-hmm. and a young looking, physically attractive woman. And so because they have no concept of the history right. of the show um, or of the history of time travel, quote right. unquote, and what that means, like they're really just coming to it with a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see a romance. Right. Like they, they have a different con. It's not a sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. It's a romance show that happens on a spaceship. That's very interesting. And I think that that is something that we're going to talk about in a yeah. later segment. Yeah. Because, um, you know, of all the romance in the show, I think the, and you've heard us talk about mm. this, the one that excited us the yeah. most was in fact the one with two yeah. older, older people. people. With River and Capaldi. Yeah. 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 And so it's very interesting that that, that was the thought yeah. that now there can't be any romantic subtext because they're old, you right. know? And that's, oh, and I'm like, just but the there. most romantic moment on the show yeah. for me and I don't think of Alex Kingston as older like no, she doesn't not. read like she's not old but she's also not as young clearly right. as Rose or Clara or, or Amy or Martha yep. like all of the previous you know young thin cute companions yep. that we had she's clearly a mature woman right mm-hmm. she's over 40 mm-hmm. and so and yet those scenes between her and Capaldi were both so romantic and so simmering with sexiness. Yeah. Like it was so such chemistry yeah. between the two of them. Um, those are probably the sexiest scenes I've seen on, on Dr. Yeah. And yeah. I think the reason why I really push back at the whole, like 
Um, I like I'm frustrated, like as a as a fan for as for being a fan as as long as I had, I was actually more frustrated with Matt Smith because mm. I was like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to Benjamin Button my doctor? Like, yeah. what the hell? What the heck are you doing? Yeah. You know. And so I was very excited about Capaldi being yes. older. Um, but and I think that you know if we want to go really like what's the word? extra textual or like mm. looking at the world outside yeah. of what was actually ended up on the screen um we know that that was Stephen moffat's last doctor yes so that could have symbolized is symbolized how uh done he was yeah like i'm too. just like i'm the, the old dude <laughs> like i'm on my way out of here yeah and yet the funny thing is when i look back on it i think i liked capaldi's version of the doctor in many instances, better than I liked Matt Smith. Same. Yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot of it is, you know, it's hard to look at these things in, like, in a vacuum. Because yeah. we know that the writing got worse. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, when, uh, during Capaldi's run or before yes. Capaldi's run. And so that, you kind of put them together. But honestly, like... We need, as a society, to be more comfortable with seeing old people, older people in heroic roles. Yes. You know? And I I really get frustrated at the idea that even though the show came out of the gate, like, all those years ago, Mm -hmm. with an older person as the hero, and that was what, you know, ever since then, that has not been the case. Yeah. And so going back to that was somehow, like, a, a... like call to arms and that's like ugh, that's so frustrating to me yeah th- th- i just had a flash of john hurt um yes. as the doctor facing 10 and 11 and saying am i having a midlife, midlife crisis, crisis. <laughs> <laughs> am i having a midlife crisis and it's like the doctor has gotten to his midlife at 2000 yes. years old or something <laughs> and he's decided to make his face very young because he's yeah. having a midlife crisis and he's going off and dating young girls <laughs> and saying stuff like wibbly wobbly tiny and wearing tennis shoes like, yeah. <laughs> it was just like a thing um yeah so i had that flash that i found uh pretty pretty funny yeah um yeah so let's circle back though about the women who age with bitterness right, right? yeah so yeah. yeah let's talk about sarah jane yeah yeah um, so, okay, so Sarah Jane, um, and this is the thing, like, the, you know, through this episode, we're we're not even really certain, like, how we feel about this. Like, we, we yes. have it our ideas, yeah. but this show, again, like, this show, um, there are a lot of things that we see that when you think about them, they're worse than what you yes. thought they were yeah. when you saw it. Yeah. So, um, with Sarah Jane... Um, I remember. So we see her in the school. I think was the episode called School Days. I think or it I just was, think I, it's called School Days. Yeah, I, I just wanted to think it was called School, and it might not have been <laughs> called that. But they're at the school. Is, yeah, is in that show. I yeah. was thinking School Days. D A Z E. It's not it. I don't think that's else. it at all. Isn't, isn't that another show? I feel like another show called School Days has that existed. Is, uh, what's the name? Spike Lee. Oh. <laughs> So no, job, my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so no, not at all. Right. Um, so I'll I'm, look it up. Yeah, but that's not. Yeah. yeah. So we see her in the episode that um, Anthony Head is in, mm-hmm. um, and we see her come back into the um, season with Ten and Rose. Yes. And um, 
you know, and what we see is that she, even after she left the show or mm-hmm. after, you know, the doctor dropped her off, mm-hmm. um, that she continued on the same sort of investigative route that she already was on. Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm trying to remember back if Sarah Jane had already been a journalist. Um, I cannot remember. It's called remember. School Reunion. Thank you. That's much yeah. better than yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, I knew I was wrong, but I can't, I couldn't think of what it was. And so, um, yeah, so we see her, um, you know, after so many years, still being the same character, Mm -hmm. same same person um, that she was when she was on the show. And, um, you know, there are a lot of jokes that happen in the episode mm-hmm. of like, you know, oh, uh, what is it? The, the ex and the misses or whatever yes, it is yeah. like that, that Mickey says. Yeah. And, um, but you know, in that episode, they talk a lot about age. Yes. And especially Sarah Jane herself. Yeah. Talks a lot about age. Well, both of them talk a yeah. lot about age because they get competitive over the doctor. Yes. And so we have yet another, well, and this one, I guess, was first, but another um, example of age fighting beauty. Yeah. You know, and that, ugh, if I never saw that again, I would be so happy. Yeah. But, you know, we have Sarah Jane's lines of, uh, like, um, you're, I, I know you must be getting older because your assistants keep getting younger. Yeah. And then, uh, roses crack at, like, when were you in school? The dark ages? Yeah. We don't do that anymore, you know? Like, and those kinds of things, I just don't even want to be in the show. Like, just yeah. don't even do that. That's gross. This is one of the episodes that really made me dislike Rose. Yeah. Um, and we talked last year, I guess, and maybe it was a Rose episode. But we talked about Rose and how Rose was just kind of an annoying teenager yes. sort of figure. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we don't love and Rose. And so, yeah, that that was an example of where I didn't really love her too tough. Um, yeah. And I understood it was because she was feeling competitive about right. a doctor that she was in love with right. by this time. But, um, yeah, to see Sarah Jane, who, of course, was a beloved companion from the classic era mm-hmm. and who had had her own spinoff series mm-hmm. And was clearly very important to the fandom and to the show's history at large. To see her be reduced to kind of a cat fight with Rose over the affections of the doctor was just a little gross. It was a little gross. Um, and, and very annoying. And it felt beneath the character of Sarah Jane. Like it didn't feel like something I would expect her to do. Right. Nor was it something that we should have even wasted time on when we got this wonderful character back for an episode. Right. You know? Right. And um the part for me that always sticks out is um the idea that Sarah Jane didn't live the full life that she should have or could have lived because the doctor had come into her life. Yeah. So I always remember um, at the end, like, I think uh, the doctor asks if she ever married mm-hmm. or anything like that. And she said, no, um, I met this one guy and nobody could live up to him. Yeah. And so she, like, it's so, like, this is... What one of the things that makes me the most upset with this cameo is that this cameo could have been something really glorious. You yeah. know, we haven't seen um, Elizabeth Sladen in so many years yeah. in this in the Hooniverse, and we get her back, and she's one of the best love companions of all time. This could have been glorious and wonderful, yeah. and you leave us with this seed that's just so like 
upsetting. You yeah, know? it felt it was unfulfilling, right? Really, to some degree. Um, like clearly, you could tell that the actors loved it. Yes. Like the uh, David Tennant, you could tell was like bubbling over yeah. with joy to be um to be act right because he was already <laughs> a huge fan of hers. Yes. So you could tell that he was like loving every second yes. of it. But yeah, as as a viewer, it it fell a little flat yeah. because you know, it was pretty much her saying, you know, I didn't get closure, blah 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 blah. And again, it was a <sighs> It was a doctor as the heartthrob. It was yep. a romantic, a romantic feeling not uh, returned, and and it bothered me. It bothered yeah. me particularly to see her as an older woman, again not old, but a mature woman, mm-hmm. and her appealing to this man who is visibly younger than her, um, and pretty much saying, "I was in love with you," and. I never managed to love anybody else because they didn't match up to you. And here you are loving this young blonde chippy of a girl. At that point, Rose was what, 19, 20 years old. Um, And then putting her up against a woman who is clearly 50 or something, you know? And the thing that's so upsetting too, is that like, if you care about someone, which we do, like, you know, Especially us that all those of us that had been fans of classic who yeah. we care about Sarah Jane, you yeah. know, we care about all of them. We don't want to hear that their lives after they left the doctor, after they yeah. left the TARDIS were horrible we're or depressing yeah. or unfulfilling. We don't want to hear that. Yeah. Like it's something that, you know, for again, the people that have come on to the, the show, the fandom yeah. later, it's something that's co- sort of meaningless. Oh, it's she, objectively, she yeah. used to be a companion. But for those of us that care about this character, it's so upsetting and it's so yeah. heartbreaking to think that Sarah Jane never got the life that she could yeah, have she had. Yeah, she didn't get... Because she was amazing. Yeah, the love yep. that she would have deserved right. because she was, you know, holding a torch for this right. for this um, dude who right. nobody, of course, could make up to. Right. And yeah. we don't have, like, a denouement for that because yeah. Elizabeth Sladen has now passed away. Yeah, that's so it. So any, yeah. any loop that could have been closed, like... On Doctor Who specifically, outside of Sarah Jane Adventures, um, like that's just never going to happen. And so I'm happy that they gave her, um, oh God, what is his name? Uh, the the boy that she adopted. Yes, you know? yeah. Like it's it's great that she had that, but it's still sort of like we in that episode found out that the intervening years between yeah. stepping off the TARDIS and showing up again. And getting her, you know, her adopted son yeah. were not great. And, and that's, I don't like that. Yeah, that it, it breaks my heart. Um, I'm a water sign. I spend my life in my feelings. And so, Eugene is laughing at me. And so, I think about that a lot, though, with like previous companions. Like, yeah, we saw um, with Ten, we saw he, all of his previous companions kind of come back together at some mm-hmm. point. Um, so we kind of saw what happened with them. Um, but even after that, I wonder about all of the previous companions. Like, yeah. what happened to these guys? You know, what what did their lives become? Like, yes, we see them that one last time. But then what happened to Mickey and Martha after that? Like, mm-hmm. did they go on and have all kinds of kids? Did, or did right. they have a happy marriage? What happened to Rose and Tend to? What happened to Donna, like, who lost all of who she was with the doctor, um, all of that was erased from her memory. Who did she become? And, mm-hmm. you know, all of that stuff I really care about. Yeah. 
Um, and so, yeah, it was heartbreaking to see Sarah Jane pretty much say, no, I didn't, I didn't find love yeah, in my life. It would yeah. be the equivalent of us, like, you know, revisiting Martha later and find yeah. out that she and Mickey have broken up yep. or some, one of them has passed away or all of those kinds of things that, um, are examples of a life unfulfilled. Yeah. Like we don't want to know that because uh, we care about that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I hate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. So let's talk real quick about um, the, okay. So let's go ahead and talk real quick about the monsters whose very job it is to age people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very like, function in the universe yeah. is to zap people back in time so we yep. see them again and now and of course we're talking about yeah, the, weeping, the angels. weeping angels so um we're so one of the things that i um so i will openly admit that whenever someone is trying to be introduced into the universe mm. the episode that i always suggest is blink yeah um and so in blink we see them for the first time and it's one of my favorite episodes because yeah, i love really suspense um and one of the things that we see in that episode um is um so we don't see um what was her name kathy yeah, the so the people that we see, we see a few of uh, the people that Sally Sparrow encounters mm -hmm. age. Yes. Um, and one of the first ones is, what was his name, Billy? No. Oh, the cop. The, yeah, I, I don't remember. Well, we know was. that he was the one that says. Just keep talking yes. because I'll look it up. Yes. Um, uh, what, because, what was it? What was it that he says? You're, you're, you're young, young and, and hot. hot. No, yeah. no, because I am old well, and, and you, you are, are hot. hot. Yeah. And so we see him ask her out out on a date when he's young. Yep. And then, you know, he gets zapped back in time mm -hmm. thereafter. And then um, she encounters him again that day right. as he is literally on no, his Billy. deathbed. It is Billy. It is Hooray. Billy. Yep. yep. Um, and I knew that actor from another show called uh, Hotel Babylon, which I loved. Um, mm, and have I seen Hotel Babylon? You would love so. that I'm show. I'm going to watch this. And okay. he, oh, I love him. He is a uh, concierge at this hotel and he He's very he's he's um he's he's gay and he's very very fun. Okay, but, I'm yes. gonna watch that. Yeah, All right. <laughs> it's a very show. But yeah, and I couldn't remember if that was his name from that show or yeah. from Doctor Who. Yeah. But yeah, and so we see um, a character sort of acknowledge their own age yes. in that episode, yeah. and that like the idea of you know them. Uh, like him not being, not feeling like he could be a prospect anymore yes, for anyone yes, yes. because he is he's old. old. Yeah. yeah. And especially for this young hot woman. Yes. But it's so interesting because, um, you know, you wonder, uh, especially with the weeping angels, like when these people get flashed back in time and then like, you know, to the people that have been left behind, mm -hmm. um, like what, what it even seems like to them to see in one second that a person um has is you know their age and then yeah. in in the next instant they're so much older or have passed away yeah um and it's very funny to sort of think about um the main narrative point of these uh these villains being something that makes you okay so it's like um so but billy as an example 
spent a whole life, like, yes. between those two points in yes. time, you yeah. know? Um, and so to Sally, this could have seemed very sad. Mm-hmm. But to Billy, it probably didn't. It was yeah. his whole life, you yeah. know? Like, he lived his whole life. And to her best friend as well, Kathy, yeah. she lived her she whole, lived life, whole life, you yeah. know? And so um, I do like that dichotomy, mm-hmm. you know? I think that the show um, has has brought up some interesting questions about aging with these monsters because mm-hmm. it's almost like the people that actually feel the sting – Mm-hmm. are the ones that are still left there. behind. So it's yeah, the survivor's yeah. guilt. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um so yeah, like I, I'm I'm interested in what the weeping angels bring to the show as far as age goes. Yeah. Because it's so vastly different for to either of these characters. Yeah. For I any wonder of these if the characters. weeping angels are going to come back and like, make another so. appearance. I really That'd love them really as a monster. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, I, so, I would yeah. really like to see them and again. This is something that I've always loved about the Weeping Angels whenever they've been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is totally kind of an aside, but the very first episode was very much like a kind of ghost-like suspense. Yeah. The next episode was full-on monster movie. You yeah. know, like that, the second one with River and Amy yes. and Eleven, full-on monster uh, flick. Right. And then the third one was this sort of film noir kind of like, mm. you know, epic you know it felt very epic and so it'd be very interesting to see them come back in yet another genre yeah another version Um, and see how that works out but yes and then um so yes the the weeping angels and then from there um we also have another yet another episode that the main point of it is aging it's getting old, yeah. but this one is in reverse yeah so we getting have young. getting young and so we have lazarus mm-hmm. which stars um our oh he, him again? that guy that yeah. guy mark gaddis, mark gaddis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this episode was um back during martha's years our year on uh the yeah. tardis um where her sister tish was working for this very wealthy old man mm-hmm. who um found a way to de-age himself de-age uh an age un- like almost de-age. like de-age unage yeah yeah de-age. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um we saw uh one of the things that is so interesting about that episode is um you know the entire time uh, he had, like, when he was old, he had a woman that was his companion mm-hmm. to a certain extent. And so she was all excited when she saw that he had de-aged himself um, and was like, oh, you know, you're young again. We're together. We're in love. It's great. And of course, now that he's young, he rejected her and went for straight for Tish. Of course. You know? um, and so, yeah, like this, again... We have age versus beauty. Yes. Which is gross. And it's so, oh, I'm so tired of that dynamic. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, and we talked about this in our pre, our pre recording. Um, but we talked about the differences in how age is being treated in mm-hmm. this current season of Doctor Who, um, versus the way it's been treated in the past and the ways we're talking about now. Um, that, even though we kind of see it through flashbacks and talking about it, we we experience a love story between two older people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really hasn't been a thing that we've done in the past on right. this show. And it has been because we've had this, it's been kind of um, a competition between older and younger people, particularly older and younger women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
the older ones always seem to lose out. Like yep. that's, and so it's it's as if people past the age of forty don't have complete lives. They right. don't have romantic lives. They don't have sexual lives. Right. Um, like you've outlived your hotness. Um, you know, it's the do I want to f you factor. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I I try very hard, you guys, not to curse. <laughs> I always have to think through like what I'm about to say so that I don't cuss. But yeah, it it is part of that where we're left to believe that with age comes, you know, some lessening of your value and who you are and your attractiveness um, to potential partners. Yeah. And then to add on to that, a lot of times the old people are literally, well, at least in one yeah, episode. the monsters. Yeah, they're literally the monsters. So yeah, in wow. Amy's choice, like, yeah, they wow. were literally the, the monsters. Yeah, wow, the old people are the monsters, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, ew, that, that that's so, like, not only is it pitiful to get old, but it's, it kind of, like, it's like it makes you other. Yeah. Like, you've now become alien. Like, mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a monster now because yeah. you're an old person. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little, it's a little gross. It's yeah. A, it's a bit of a gross way to represent getting older. Yes, very yeah. much so. All right. So let's move on to our next segment, which we call, Are, Are You My, my Mummy? Mummy? So this one's very interesting to discuss in terms of age because, yeah. you know, there's all, there's, there's ways of enforcing age in the family, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, I don't know if you know, I'm about to say something very stupid. Your parents are older than you. It's pretty much a foregone and your conclusion. are older, than, are older them. than them. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm all joking aside, but this, um, and this very, this very point yeah. is very often broken in this show. Yeah, yeah. And so what we see um, in terms of familial relationships is Amy and River. Yeah. So we know that River is Melody Pond and uh, she is Rory and Amy's daughter. daughter. Yeah. But they're the same age. Like very often we see that, um, you know, uh, outside of either baby Melody or little girl Melody, that Mel and Amy are the same age age, and River is, you know, slightly older. older. Yeah. Yeah, But, you know, but visibly older. Yeah. yeah, And their relationship is still mother daughter. It is. It is. Um, so like they have wine together and, you know, Amy's, uh, take on her is always, Oh, what's, what's river? What's Mel up to now? You know? And so once she finds out that she is actually her mother and, um, and then, um, you know, even her describing her as, Hey, she's a good girl, you know? And so it's very convenient. Again, here's where they've decided to make age meaningless because Mm -hmm. we don't want to see apparently Amy actually be an older woman. Yes. Um, because we saw that and it was a bad thing, right? In, in the, the girl who waited. And so when we want, we want to see our companions stay young. Yes. And so, so um, she'll get to be a mom, but she's not going to age at all. Right. You know, and, and really I'm thinking in the course of that season like how long was it really from when Amy gave birth to the baby to Melody Pond and when 
Amy and Rory leave the show. Like, yeah. what chronologically, how long was that really? Like, a year or yeah. something? Well, we know um, that towards the end, like, in The Angels Take Manhattan, that at that point, Amy starts needing reading glasses. She yeah, looks so she's thing. getting a little old. She's getting older because I think yeah. at one point, like, the, they hadn't seen the doctor in a few years yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But it could not have been that long. That long. Like, right. Amy, Melody Pond st- should still have been a child. Right. Right? So she wouldn't have even have been a teenager. Right. But somehow, Amy gets to be mom to a baby. Um and then gets to grow up with her own child, yes. which is strange. Uh, and then gets to be mother to a grown woman yeah. who is visibly older, older than, than her. It's It is it's just it's such a strange dynamic. Um, and then having the doctor himself look like he's the age of Amy and Rory. Yeah. And yet he's in this quote unquote romantic relationship with River, their daughter, that is one of the most whenever I try that's what I use so when Eugenia wants to introduce somebody to the Hooniverse she tells them watch Blink I tell them let me tell you a story and I tell them the convoluted ins and outs (laughs) of like the pond I like that you test them Yeah, we want to make sure that you really want to watch this show (laughs) this is the kind of stuff that happens on this show you want in? Like, that's where I kind of start. Um, yeah, it's telling them stuff like that. Because those are the way, like, the the suspension of disbelief mm-hmm. and the just being able to jump in and just saying, okay, none of this makes sense, but screw it. Right. Um, it's kind of what you have to do to right. be a, a, a great Whovian. But, yeah. But, yeah, so seeing um, Amy as a maternal figure, and I just feel like she never really got to be a mother even though river calls her mother Mm -hmm. um and she does say stuff like you know you be a good girl and you take care of him Mm -hmm. um so she still thinks of river as her baby Mm -hmm. but they never get to really have that mother and daughter normal quote-unquote relationship right and their relationship you know is uh, it's very interesting because her having known river as mel yeah has made it so like you know a lot of us women, our relationships with our mothers, if they're good as once we're once we reach adulthood, we have fought for it yes. on both sides. Yes. Like we have fought to be friends with our mothers. Yes. Um, and mothers the same way have yeah. fought to be friends with their daughters. And so it's very interesting that they almost have that in reverse. You yeah, know? because they grew up as friends. Right, yeah. right. And so she already knows that within River is essentially Mel. So yes. she and Mel are best friends and she knows intellectually that that river is her daughter you know it's it's weird and it's you know it's of course a great test for someone deciding whether they want to watch the show because it's so uh, like out there but it's it's so plays like something that we sort of have been tipping around tiptoeing around this whole episode is the companion always needing to be a young woman. Yeah. You know? And so, like, one of the reasons why I love the show so much now that Chibnall has taken over is that we have varying ages yes. of the companions. And that's super important. And we have varying genders as well. Yes. And I think that um, something that I do not love about the show and have not loved through time is, oh, yet another, like, 
girl that the boys can fantasize about as the companion, you yeah. know? And never was this more true than when Leela was the companion. I loved some of the episodes um, during her time. Like, I absolutely love some of them. But I do not love that they, you know, had this woman who was a, in quotes, savage, yeah. um, dressed in skimpy clothing just because to have, like, a young, hot yes. thing, yep. you know? And that's, you know, something that I'm loving seeing the show sort of step past, you yes. know? Um, and that's, you know, I, I feel upset that people like Bill um, and maybe even Donna have suffered sort of, not people, but, like, Pearl Mackey and um, Catherine Tate Tate, that got a lot of sort of negative feedback when they first joined the show. Catherine Tate, partially because, you know, we went from young woman, young woman to slightly older woman. And she joined the show as, you know, the shrill yeah runaway bride or whatever yeah, uh, yeah i think it was yeah, she was the runaway bride. yeah and yeah. so um well that was the first time we saw her and then we saw that once she joined her season was very right. different and then with bill openly being yeah. being uh not into men yeah and she was so, a gay woman yep, yeah and so and not being like um like i think she's very beautiful but yeah. not being yeah, she's um, not like the classically young, attractive yeah. Yeah. you know and so there. I'm so happy that they were on the show, but they had to fight so hard as actors yeah. to, and uh, like you know, all of us in the uh, like the the Hoovian fandom that cared about them, um, for the most part, have to still fight for yeah, them. Yeah, have to defend know? them because yeah. yeah, because you know, people seem to want young, hot female companions. Yeah, and I think that that's crap. It is crap, and a part of it as crap, right? Is the idea, and we see this all the time on TV, right? That there's always an older guy with a young romantic mm-hmm. partner. Um, there's always the big old schlubby guy and the, like the pert little tiny tight wife, right? And there was some of that, that dynamic with Capaldi. Yeah. And so we saw him talking about him and Clara and referring to them as looking the same age. Right. Right. <laughs> When clearly Clara was what in her late twenties, yep. maybe thirty at the most, right? right? Capaldi's yep. version of the Doctor clearly in his sixties. Yeah, y'all look the same age, right? And the same um, when Bill comes on and calls him her grandpa, and he yeah. says, "Oh, I don't look old enough to be your grandfather, right. sir." Yes, you do, right? Yeah. But to me, that was just it was a very male-centered way of looking at things, yeah. right? Like we're not supposed to think it's weird that a very young woman would be in a relationship with an older man. Yeah. And so it's the man even saying, like, I don't know why that would be weird. Yeah. We don't look like, I don't look like I'm old enough to be your grandfather. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. So where the show leaned into the um, age versus beauty yes. stereotype in women, they have completely sidestepped Like, wiped it, it out. Yeah, yeah with, with a man. the man. Yeah, it's... Ugh. Like, he thinks of himself as young. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and... And that came up when, when, like, Clara was kind of going through, you know, her romantic whatevers. And it's kind of him saying, like, why? Like, as if he thinks he should be a viable, why would not yeah. anybody think that we would be yeah. going out? We look the same. No, sir. No, <laughs> like, no sir, you do not. You yeah. look like you could be her father at the right. very least, right. you know. Yeah. And so that 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 was a very kind of weird um way to deal with it although i also found it 
kind of hysterically funny, but yeah, I don't look old enough to be, please, (laughs) (laughs) please. You absolutely do. All right. Let's, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to our final segment, Yes, think, right? Yes. Um, so our segment about sex and sexuality. Yeah, that we call Alonzi Alonzo. Yeah, we're going to have to dip in our toes into the fact that older is seen as less sexually, att- yes. less sexually attractive and less uh, viable right. as romantic partner. Yeah. And I think we've already talked through it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what are the differences in the way we see that playing out in the the personage of Donna Noble versus River Song? Right. And so Alex Kingston is a little, maybe a little bit older than Catherine Probably, Tate. Probably, yeah. I, I don't know off the top of I'll my look head. look it up. We Hooray! have these, these handy little computers <laughs> on our phones. But yeah, so with the two of them, um, you know, and of course, they're very, they're two very different characters, and we yeah. know how sexual um, River is. Yes. And we know that, you know, when we look at Alex Kingston and we look at Catherine Tate, yeah. that River, uh, Alex Kingston is a very sexy woman. Yeah. Um, so we treat them very differently, right? Even yes. though their ages are probably close to the same. Close enough, um, yeah. And so uh, a lot of times we saw Donna's... Um, okay, so six years. Um, Alex Kingston is six years older than okay. Catherine Tate. Yeah, and so, so not a huge no, difference. No, not a huge difference at all. They're definitely in the same age bracket. Yep, yep. Um, and so, uh, like, we see very often... Donna's sexual attraction to people um, played as comedy. Yes. And we very much see River's sexual attraction to people Mm -hmm. played as, oh, wow, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is power. This is sex. This is great. You know? And it's very interesting that this should happen, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, Because they're both... So... You can make the argument that maybe River is less of a companion. She, she, like her, I always think of her as kind of like a, like a stray cat. Like she kind of just, yeah, she goes in in and out. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm here. And then it's like, bye. Yeah. And so I love that about her, but it kind of makes it seem like she's less of a companion. And so I always wonder how much this, um, like the treatment of Donna with, um, you know, sexual attraction to her as just like no or sexual attraction from her to anyone else as a joke is the fact that she is an older woman companion than anyone that they've had since the reboot. So we yeah. had before her Rose and Martha who were yep. young women. Yes. And so I, this is again, like we mentioned in the last segment, like something that, I think the show I I would love to see not be in the show at all, which is the assumption that it's going to be a young, attractive female companion. Mm-hmm. Um, because Catherine Tate is attractive, yeah, but she does not seem young, yes. and so the idea that she should have sexual attraction to people clearly she's in her 30s when yeah. she was in the show or maybe even her late 20s of course she should be yeah. attracted to people that is the time when you are right. you know starting well that society tells us that we're starting to make our lives right you know and so um there should be no reason that we assume that that's something just worthy of ridicule yeah. um and i would love if what we never saw again on the show is this assumption that yeah. the um 
if the uh, companion is not young, a young, attractive women that's into guys, yep. then um, she is something to be scared of, to be made fun of, and to be in any other way sort of pushed aside. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never understood why that, why we were supposed to read Donna, you know, Catherine Tate as frumpy. Yeah. Um. Or what there was about her that we were supposed to see as unattractive. Uh, I guess it was we were supposed to be viewing her in opposition to Rose and or Martha. Yeah. And that these were quite young because Rose, I think, was fresh out of high school. She was like 19. Um, Martha was in medical school, but that still would have made her a very young woman. She would have still been in her 20s. Yep. and then we see Catherine Tate, who was probably a good 10 years older or whatever. And we were supposed to view her in opposition to those girls. And so this is after the doctor has gotten his heart broken and he just wants to be, he just wants a friend. Yep. And so this woman has to read as somebody you would immediately put in the quote unquote friend, friend zone, zone. Yeah. Because she's not supposed to be physically attractive to anybody. Like the doctor is not going to look at her and swoon for her. Um, and not only physically is she supposed to be unappealing, but she even starts off in that kind of shrill and defensive and you're not mating with me, you know, <laughs> yes. um, which while funny is also supposed to be off putting. Mm-hmm. Right. And so from the very beginning, it's made very clear to us that there's not going to be any romantic anything here between the doctor and Donna, which by the way, I did not find problematic. I actually liked them together um more than i liked the doctor and rose um i just fi- i found it refreshing yeah. i found it a refreshing change i found their episodes together uh qu- like funny and fun to watch because it was too age appropriate people people um even <laughs> though of course the doctor was way older than her but visibly age appropriate yes. companions who were friends mm-hmm. um and they felt like a meeting of equals in right. ways that the Doctor and Rose, for instance, did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never saw Catherine Tate as less attractive yeah. than, uh, you know, her previous right. counterpart. The show just tried very hard. But to it make tried her very so. hard to make us yeah. think that way. Right. And I never understood seeing as. Alex Kingston is just a little older, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, visibly, they're kind of similar ages. Why River would be seen as sexy mm-hmm. and and viably like physically attractive and somebody that should be lusted after and not Donna. That's yeah. still a, a thing that it irks me yeah. um, mm-hmm. about them. Um, that Donna was just never seen as kind of the object of, right. of, um, of anyone's of desire. Anyone's desire. Yeah, yeah. So like not her, um, the guy that she was marrying Mary, in the first yeah. episode, not even Jack. Yeah. Like, like not even Jack. Jack. Like everybody. Yes. Yeah. So like, oh, it, it bothers me that they did this. Like I will say, so now that, now that we've reached this point with however many years of um, this, you know, since the reboot started, mm-hmm. Um, that the thing that still bothers me the most is what they did to Donna. Yeah. Both like while she was on the show yep. and then with her and ending the on the ended, show. It's yeah. still, and 
still at this point, her episodes, like that season yeah. is one that I will watch from beginning over and to over end and over. without yeah, skipping it's a really single good. episode. Yeah. Every episode of hers is yes. great. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I like, there's so many that I love. And I even love the clothes, some of the clothes that they put her in, like the yeah. ones in uh, the uh, the Agatha Christie episode. I'm yeah, like, she looks so great in that so, style. She looks beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the, the library episodes oh, yes. are, they rip my heart out. Yeah. They are so sad, but they are so beautifully done. Right. Like I could watch them over and over. Over and, over and it all feels like um you know she's being paid she's she's being made to pay penance for the fact that she is not a young hot companion yes and that's not okay that the show would do that yeah. you know it's really not okay it's still horrible to me like her ending is the most horrible out of all of them and i don't mean horrible as in bad TV. Yeah. Like it was good TV, but the way it ended, if you think about it, is just horrible to mm-hmm. me because at least everybody else is left with their memories mm-hmm. of the time that they spent with the doctor. She had not even that, you know? And for somebody who, of course, we see in the course of the show, you know, at one point was the most important person in the entire universe, for her to have come onto the show literally having said about herself, I'm nothing. I'm not important. I've never been important. Mm -hmm. Um, So that lack of esteem, you know, Mm -hmm. self-esteem, a lack of self-love to have removed from her the moment that could have changed that for her. Um, If she had known, if she continued to know and hold close to her that for one shining moment, I was the pivotal person in the universe. um, How would that have changed her life? thereafter right and i mean we don't hear about donna anymore which breaks my heart again yep. because he she was not the doctor's romantic partner she was just the doctor's best friend yeah to have that removed um is so heartbreaking to me and it's funny because later on as as um 11 season is winding up and as the doctor is transitioning regenerating again you know, Amy Pond comes back for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his his best friend takes yeah. him to his rest. Um, and that moment kind of irks me. Yeah. Not because I don't love Amy. I've always loved the Ponds, right? right. So I love Amy Pond. Um, but because I felt like the relationship between the Doctor and Donna mm-hmm. always felt much more poignant than the one he shared with Amy. Right. And so if the doctor's best friend had come back for him, mm-hmm. I always thought the best friend should have that came back from him should have been Donna. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny that they tried to, they kind of tried to do that with 11, uh, with 10. Yeah. Because they had Donna come, come back. Yeah. Um, for the, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. As the, he's going around yeah. doing his goodbyes. Yeah. yeah. So we had. I think it was the same episode where the master came back, right? Yeah. Um, with the with uh, what is his name? Timothy Dalton. In I yeah. forget the name of his character. Rassilon? No, I don't remember. Um, but uh, so this was his the episode that killed him. Yes. Right, and Donna came back for it, but yeah. she never got to interact. But with yeah, him. it was not a. It was not a closure between right. the two of them. Even right. though you you get to see or you know know something about yeah. Donna, it wasn't it wasn't the two of them getting their one right. last moment together. And it all feels like because she was not a young hot companion. Yeah, yeah. that ugh, that sucks. It's so bad. That, I don't that's like that. so sad to me. I don't like that. No, and so. um 
you know, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, what, what we are seeing now, um, in the show, um, and we were talking about this before and mm. we started to touch on it is mm. the idea of relationships um, f- for people that are older, you know? Yeah. And I think see, you see this even a little bit with Donna, you know? Yeah. Um, so we see that Donna does she get married. married. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, you know, things are starting off on the wrong foot. She didn't disappear this time. Right. Which is great. It's right. already a step in the right direction. Right. Um, her fiance then groom was not a monster. That yes. was an a- That's a- always a thumbs up. I almost, I almost swore. But yeah. So <laughs> like yeah. Um yeah, so things are looking up for yeah. for Donna. And so um you know, you wonder if um Sarah Jane like the doctor if if she'd had the same history or yeah. the same ending on the show that Donna had with the doctor getting deleted out of her mind. Yeah. Um, that maybe she could have she ended up. She would have had a better, a, yeah. a different life but at least. which one would you have chosen, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, as it stands with Donna, she is going to enter into a marriage um, in her 30s, which mm-hmm. is not abnormal, clearly. Right. Um, and so what Donna will thereafter have is a relationship that hopefully goes into old age mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't see with any of the other companions that are older. We don't see, um, well, River doesn't age. Yeah. Um, and then we don't see Sarah Jane having a relationship once she's older either. Yeah. Um, and so when you... Um, Think about um, any examples of people that are in relationships or in love when they when they're older. The only example I can really think of is Graham and Nan mm-hmm. in this current season. Mm-hmm. Um, Graham and Grace. Oh, I never realized that they were both genius. Because yeah. yep. um, <laughs> I just used to yeah. calling her Nan. Nan. Yeah. Um, uh, and so um, we see that they are um, they. She is, uh, or he is Ryan's step grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so they met at an older age. Yes. And so. Like they were only married like two or three years. Yeah. Think, yeah. They were all of this. Like were still newlyweds. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it even sadder. Yeah, so they were still like really yes. like hotly in love because yes. you just got married. Yes. Yeah. And I so love that they've now brought this into the show because life doesn't end when you step off the target. Right. Yeah. Life doesn't end when you reach 40. Yep. Life doesn't end when you reach 50. Life doesn't end when you reach 60. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, you know? et cetera. Yeah. Like life, you know. Yeah. Life. Like as, as long a, as you're alive, as long as there you're are alive. things happening to yeah. you. Yeah. And I love that we see um, Graham and Nan's love. Yeah. And we know about how they met. We know that they met as older adults. Mm-hmm. We know that they got married as older adults. We know that they had lived lives before yeah. this, and now they are living a life together after this, you right. know? And so I really, really hope that, you know, what we see in this, like, what Chibnall, well, I'm very happy first mm-hmm. that Chibnall has allowed us to finally see older people be in a relationship together. Yeah. Like, I've just, I, like, why is this something that's new? Right. Um, but, um, well, because they would have to show an older woman, and that's yeah. just yeah. Um, and so, like, I'm I'm very happy. Even though I would be happier if Nan was still around, yeah. Um, I'm happy that they finally brought this back to the show, yeah, or brought this to the show, yeah, brought it to the show. Um, that we get to see older people being sexually attractive to one another, being in romance, is, yes, you know, having. A love life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, we don't want to hurt 
hurt your brain, hurt your sad little no. brain or anything, but they definitely had sex. Yeah. Probably oh my God. a lot. Probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were still newlyweds. <laughs> so they were probably doing it. You know, yeah, you know, and that's far be it from us to let you know that old people do it. Yeah, but that's and that's totally a thing. super, super important yeah. because, um, you know, I think all of us as a society, we need to start understanding that um, we treat age very, very badly. Yeah, especially now as as we're getting, we are in a, a, a point in history where we're living much longer. Yes. Right. And so. Most of us are going to have these kinds of experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Because, especially because in this day and age, marriage is like lasting into your old nope. age anymore, right? And so you might get married, like, for example, me. Um, I got <laughs> married when I was very young. I was 22. Um, and so I was married for a good long period of time. And then now I'm not married. And so you have a whole new romantic life that starts off. I was I was into my 30s mm-hmm. by the time that happened, right? And so here I am 40 years old and I'm having the romantic ro- experiences that I did not get to have in my young right. life, right? Because I got married very young. And right. so I didn't get to have, you know, the several different boyfriends and, you know, being romanced and wined and dined and courted and having all kinds of sex and all that. Like I didn't get to do any of right. that because I was married. Right. And so that portion of my life did not start. Right. Until I was into like my mid thirties. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm actually living that. And mm-hmm. so many other people are living that because you have, you start your life off when you're young and you get married and, you know, things don't work out. So you get a divorce or somebody passes away Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And then you wind up having an entire romantic life further on into your older adulthood Mm -hmm. um, than what folks really did Mm -hmm. in the past. And so, yeah, seeing that reflected in Doctor Who, I think is is really important, especially because... Even though people say all the time that Doctor Who is a kid's show, mm. it it really doesn't feel that way. Particularly now, it right. doesn't feel that way anymore. And so those of us in, like, Whovians in the fandom, there are so many, like, grown-up, like, older adults. Like, yep. folks who are in their late 30s and their 40s are moving on in life. And so, yeah, we want to see ourselves yeah. there, too, I mean, as well. Yeah. yeah. And, I, you know, I, like... We talk about Donna and her marriage and all yeah. that. That was basically me. Like, yeah. I didn't meet my husband until I was 30, you know? Right. And so, um, like, this this is not abnormal for yeah. people, yeah. you know? <laughs> and even now, like, I like he, we don't have kids yet, you know? And there's a lot of and, – and it's funny, too, because I'm someone that has never looked my age. And so I get said – a lot of things – Things get said to me yeah. that are like, oh, when you're older, I'm like, how old do you how want do me you to think be? I am, right? <laughs> like, and so, yeah, like, this is, this is something that, like, so for me, like, my little touch point in the show is Donna. Yeah. You know, like, cause that was what I did. Yeah. And that was what my life was like. Yeah. That I lived a lot of my life before ever settling down in quotes, yeah. you know? Yep. And, um, so, you know, this, this, this universe, mm. it's huge, right? Yeah. And the Whovian fandom, like we include the Whovians yes. in the Hooniverse. Yeah. It's huge. And so it's more and more important now that we see these things. Like yeah. that it's more important to, it's important for us to see things get added, not yeah. taken away. Exactly. Right? Exactly. To see ourselves being reflected in more and more different ways in the, in the Hooniverse. Of course, 
there's never going to be every particular representation possible. But the more we make room for people, um, the more versions of ourselves we see on the TARDIS and in the Hooniverse in general, um, the better it gets. And so, yeah, we are excited that this season, yes, it is expanded diversity wise, you know, and, and that's so beautiful to see two people of color on the TARDIS at the same time, um, to see different gender representations on the TARDIS, to see the doctor being a woman. But it is also very important to see an older person on the TARDIS, yep. um, and to have a, a romance reflected, even though, you know, rest in peace to Nan. Um, <laughs> but to see a romance reflected. Yeah. We, we love that we are seeing ourselves and ourselves meaning those of us in the fandom who comprise, if we're being honest, we comprise the biggest part of the universe. Um, so, you know, cheers to us for cheers seeing ourselves yes. on the TARDIS in so many different ways. And, you know, I have to say, just as an aside, yeah. that I'm so glad that we were able to make this episode after some progress had been made. Yes, if we in this up, respect, so yeah. that we could end it on a, a note of hopefulness. <laughs> yes. And we weren't still saying, like, oh, they hate old people on the TARDIS. <laughs> they hate older um, women. So, yes, there's been some some progress in that respect, and we're thankful. Yes, very much so. We're thankful. So let's hope that maybe this next go-round we'll even get an older woman on I the know, TARDIS. You I know, so maybe happy. the next time the older woman won't be killed off, Chibnall. Yes, yes, so please. we'll try that. <laughs> yeah. Let's try that. <laughs> all right. So I think we have said all we need to say about the women who waited. Yes. All right. Um. So before we say goodbye, yeah. we just have to remind you that we're available on yes! all the social media. Reach medias. out to us. You'll find us on Twitter. You'll find us on Facebook. You can find us through email. Yes. You can find us on Tumblr, although I don't think we Tumblr very much. Uh, we don't. Um, but you can find us there. We're on Instagram. Um. Yeah, I think. And, yeah. and we are also, like, you can also find our podcasts on Spotify yeah, now, yeah, too. Spotify, that's right. We're now on Spotify as well as in the Apple Podcast app. So please do listen to us wherever you find your podcast. Um, reach out to folks. We get many of our viewers just through word of mouth. <laughs> viewers. Our viewers. Listeners. <laughs> our listeners. Although maybe I'm speaking some prophecy. Maybe. Um, but yes, we get many of our listeners through word of mouth. So if you're loving us, please do rate us on an apple um give us those five stars we would appreciate it if you want to um go on and tell us what you're loving about us and talk us up to your friends who mm-hmm. might be whovians who might just like listening to my baltimorean twang <laughs> who might want to listen to women of color talk about sci-fi yes anybody who you think would be interested spread the word and talk back to us we're here and we want to hear from you yes all right but uh, so what do we say? We uh, we don't want to go. No, but we, we have, have to. to. So we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.